podcast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, thanks for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal, and we've been with you every step of the way this season. I'm Angelo, your host, and joining me as he has done all season is Diddley. How are you, Diddley? Hello, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, how are you? <laughs> You sound like I've caught you off guard. Like that's a question I haven't asked <laughs> for the last forty-two uh, episodes. This um, I thought, oh, this what am I going to say? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm yeah. all right. Sun is shining. Sun is shining. Yeah, um, bit of sunburn. I don't know if you see that. I can. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a bit sunburn. My wife said I looked like a Neapolitan ice cream earlier. Oh really? Yeah, you know, bit of uh, bit of pink bits, bit of brown bits. Yeah, and... mine said I looked like a drumstick squashy. <laughs> They're nice though. Yeah. And again, so is Neapolitan ice cream. So uh, it's all good. Look, the season's ended. I know obviously we did our, our episode last week. Um, and we've got the Euros to look forward to. But uh, Are you looking forward to those? Um, yeah. Yeah, I am because it will take my mind off Arsenal. Because I tend not to watch England. Obviously, being Italian, we, we do tend to focus on, on Italy maybe a bit more. Uh, so the, the heartbreak of, you know, Arsenal disappointing you every weekend. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to not having that. That said, obviously we didn't play this weekend just gone because it was like we you know, didn't the playoffs and what have you for for um, Championship League One, Two, etc. Did you miss Arsenal this weekend? No, I didn't. Good. You? Um, I missed the routine. I missed the build-up of looking for the lineup. Um, all that sort of stuff. My Saturday felt a little bit empty without it, mm. but I didn't miss the. Uh, well, I would say Saturday, but we tend to play Sunday, and it tends to be a shit time too, doesn't it? You know, eight o'clock or seven forty-five, whatever it is. So I, I didn't miss that. Right. Well, I, I still didn't have my phone. Um, it, it was a way to be repaired, so I was kind of detached from all of that and the, the any sort of build-up that would have would have been there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not so much. Not so much. No, no. that's all right. That's all right. We're all, we're all different. We're all different. Um, now, of course, this is our last episode of this season. Uh, we may do some uh, off-season transfer roundups, rumors, gossip, all that sort of stuff. But you know, as a review of the uh, season just gone, <laughs> that's it. Hey, hitting, hitting the mic. Uh, Sorry. That's all right. I thought I should explain that wasn't a car crashing into the building. Um, we're going to do a season review. We've got some blasts from the Arsenal awards to give out. I say give out. We're not giving anything to no, anyone. Right. But, you know, we're going to be some honorary mentions in there. And, of course, there is the poll that we put up this week for uh, player of the season as voted for by Blast from the Arsenal Twitter followers. So uh, we'll obviously announce that shortly. We're going to go through a keep or sell, maybe even a loan, uh, of the... Um, current squad the current squad thank you yeah I've forgotten about Moroddy and it's only been a week and uh, everything else thrown in in between so um, yeah please stick around and, and listen to us waffle about that that'd be good fun won't it now before we do that I've said it all, all season but make sure you subscribe to this podcast because you know if you're listening for the first time probably a bad time to join but we're going to be back so it's good uh, but if you've been with us all season you've not hit subscribe yet then that's just it's just crazy do it do it do it now um so yeah make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting app um and then you'll get a little notification to say hey guys i've put another podcast episode out for you 
don't know why I did it in that voice. Um, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram because that's where you know we we rant, we rave, we have the highs and lows, um, and you know we like a bit of banter. So Diddley, as you've done so well all season, do tell everyone what that social media handle is. It is at Blast Arsenal Pod. Nailed it. You've nailed it, mate. Um, now before. We go into a bit of a review of the season. Um, it's only right that you know we, we we do what we've done all season long. We've involved our listeners, we've involved our Twitter followers, and maybe some that are not even followers. Uh, we're going to do tweet of the week. So do you think? Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so tweet of the week. We don't need to explain what it is by now. Surely everyone knows what it is. We see a tweet on our feed and we choose one that we think is Tweet of the Week and then we give you a, a, a nice mention on our social media platforms. Um, so I found a couple this week, Diddley. Far and away. And I think you found one or two as well, haven't you? I've got one. You've got one that's good enough for me. So here we go. Here's the short list. This first one is from Taser Drone, who's at Drayden22, listener of the show, I believe. Uh, he or she never confirmed, uh, has said, I hate when people say the charity shield is not a true trophy or call it a glorified friendly. Only winners can participate. You have to win the league or the FA Cup the season previous to feature. There are many teams and fans that would love to even have the chance to feature. Facts. Mm. Um, And we were talking about this, I want to say off air because that sounds cool. We were talking about this off air. It is uh, an underwhelming trophy in this country. I don't know if it's the media kind of downplay it because it is, you know, I guess, a friendly of sorts, but except there is something to win at the end of it. Um, and in foreign countries, it's a massive deal. It is a big so, deal, yeah. You I know, mean, I, you know, I was saying before, I don't think it's marketed very well. I think the name, just to start with, is, you know, the was the charity shield, yeah. the community shield. It kind of makes it a little bit exhibition-y. Like, there's nothing at stake, whereas in in Italy, for example, it's called the Supercoppa Italiana, right? Just mm-hmm. sounds who cool. Who doesn't want to win a Super Cup? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Not a, not a charity or community shield. Well, but so, yeah. but that's the thing. You know, it's all the foreign players when they come over there. You know, the English players are like, "Yay!" The foreign players are like, "Fuck yeah!" Because it's a big deal for them, isn't it? And you know, uh, in fairness, uh, it's like. Um, uh, Taser Drone says you have to win the league or you have to win the FA Cups you have to have won something to participate it's a bit like and I tell, again I don't know if this is just a, a British thing or, or a European thing it's a bit like the Super Cup the European Super Cup in terms of the UEFA Cup winner or Europa League winner and the Champions League winner that's a massive deal it's like the best of the best to some degree in Europe and yet in this country it's like yeah you won the Super Cup well done well done that's like Hold some weight, surely. Mm. So anyway, that's a really good tweet. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, you've got another one of you, Diddley? I have. This one's from David Louise. Um, not the David Louise. At Viorel433. And he says, We live in a time when both the managers of Barcelona and Real Madrid are failed Everton managers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. That is so true. And do you know what? We were linked with Ancelotti, weren't we? Um, at the time of Arteta it was almost like an Arteta Ancelotti which one are we yeah. going for and it's interesting so I saw a lot on social media at the end of the season say hold on Ancelotti finished below Arteta 
and uh, there's no pressure on him. No one's saying anything about that. So uh, thoughts? I mean, I know he's not Arsenal now, and obviously that's a bit of a bit of a joke what you've just said. But I'm kind of pleased we didn't get him in the end. Yeah, I was. I'm not a massive fan of Ancelotti, and I've heard how he sort of manages his teams. He's quite laid back, relaxed. Um, you know, he, he he's a good man manager, I think, mm. um, player to person sort of. But when it comes to tactics, I, I don't think he's he's too heavy on that. Yeah, and um, yeah. It's not worked out for him at Everton, has it? Uh, he's taken him further away from the the top four. I think that's what they were aiming for yep. than ever before. So yeah. Well, as soon as Calvert Lewin's goals dried up, they've yeah. uh, they struggled, haven't they? So um, so yeah, another good tweet there. Thank you for that. Uh, I've got one here from Lloydie, who's at Lloydie three two one seven, and he says, uh, Arsenal fans, Xhaka is shit. Roma, we offer fifteen million for him. Arsenal fans. What the fuck? He's worth fifty million. I love Twitter. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? You know, we slate our players, then someone offers a bid, and it's like, well, that's not enough. He's worth more than that. Well, if he's worth more than that, why are we trying to get rid of him? Yeah. But we'll come on to that in a minute when we do our keep or sell. Um, and I've got one more tweet here, which is from uh, this can't win because it's uh, it's a famous account. It's Odds Bible at Odds Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. They're like a Lad Bible spin-off, I guess. All right. So Arsenal are more likely to be relegated next season, fifty to one, than they are on winning the Premier League, sixty-six to one. Which might be something we talk about in our review because it looked at one point like we might be heading for the drop this this season just gone. So never uh, in doubt. Yeah, I don't know about that. Who's your tweet of the week this week, Diddley? So we've got um, Chariot Shield, we've got uh, Arsenal fans versus uh, our own players, you know, value not being right. We've got Everton managers and we've got uh, Odds Bible, who can't win it because they're too famous. They're the Blue Tick Verified. I'm going to go for the Community Shield one. Good work. Well done, Taser Drone, at Drayden22. You are this week's... Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week and the last one this season. So well done. Give you a shout out on Twitter. Okay, there's no escaping it. Let's talk about the season that's just gone yeah. uh, before we get into our awards uh, this season. Give me a bit of a roundup on how you felt the season has gone, sort of from start to finish, because we we kind of rode this, uh, you know, crest of a wave of uh, winning the FA Cup Everyone, you know Aubameyang signed his new contract Saka signed his new contract we yeah. were feeling like we signed Thomas Party. yeah yeah which felt like a steal 45 million you know, last minute under the the noses of Atletico Madrid uh, who have incidentally got on to win La Liga without him um, with one of our players Lucas Torreira there you go uh, so it felt like loads of positives and almost Immediately, you know, we won at Fulham, opening day of the season. This looks good. This looks good, and then it just kind of crumbled for a good six months, didn't it? So yeah, um, and there was so much promise at the start, wasn't there, going into it? And I, I certainly, I didn't think we were going to win the league, or I thought even top four would be a, be a struggle with with that group of players. But yeah, I didn't think it would go on to be as bad as it as it was through that middle part of the season. Mm. Um, 
it's, they say it's the hope that kills you. They do for an Arsenal fan, yeah. Um, what do you think went wrong? Uh, do you know what? I was just sitting there thinking as you were talking. I had flashbacks thinking, Christ, we started the season with Meza Ozil. Yeah. Not as a dig against him, but that's how long this season has felt. Cause it, it feels has like he left felt, ages yeah. ago all of a sudden. And mm. it's like, well, we started the season with him in our team. And I think that was part of the problem. There was a divide in the camp. There was a click, if you like, of Ozil, Kalasinac, Mustafi. The latter two, you know, were underwhelming to say the least. Ozil, yeah, he had his hit and miss days. When he was a hit, he was brilliant, but they were few and far between, if I'm honest. But the other two were just, you know, they weren't good enough, full mm-hmm. stop. Um, and also Gwendouzi in there as well. So when you've kind of got this quartet, and maybe there are others, that go against the grain. Yeah. We've all been in, you know, whether it's a classroom, whether it's a, a team at work, if you're not all pulling in the same direction, yeah, exactly. if you're not all following orders and, and pitching in, A, the job's harder, but B, it creates resentment as well, doesn't it? Of, fucking hell, you know, they're not trying hard enough or they're not doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So I do think that was partly the issue. I also think on reflection, we didn't invest in our squad enough in the summer. Thomas Party, yeah, great. I'm trying to think who else we brought in. Um, Gabriel we brought Gabriel and he's proved to be a good sign-in um, I, I can't really knock the quality maybe Willian aside mm. I can't really knock the quality of what we brought in because Gabriel's been brilliant I think for the large parts in my view um, yeah and um, you know I, overall I think they've been good signings but we didn't have enough of them and when you've got a bang average squad, which is pretty much what we had, in my eyes anyway, I, I think you're not going to push in, uh, yeah. up the league enough. And especially when you've got the likes of a City, a United, mm. a Chelsea, they're all investing big money. I mean, Chelsea just won the Champions League. We couldn't be further from that, could we? No, no, we couldn't. Uh, I think one of the... I do agree with everything you just said. I think also you can only bring in so many players when you've got such a bloated squad yeah. at, the, at the start of the season um, we're not in that position other clubs are in or maybe we are but the Cronkies just choose to to not operate that way um, where you can have players on massive wages just not playing um, if you look at Man United I think you know they've got the likes of one matter. I mean, how much game time does he get? Yeah, he must be on hundred grand a week. Yeah, yeah. But no one bats an eyelid at it, or really, do they? Though no, City the same. I think. Um, yeah, they've won the league, so you, you can't really argue against what they do. But I think it's just been uh, such a big job to for Arteta. He's had a lot more to deal with than just getting 11 players ready to play week in, week out. I think the trimming of the squad so far has been pretty good. He seems to have a group there that that do work the way he wants them to work. I still think he's definitely 
players missing short of that quality to to go that extra mile to to get what he wants out of the team mm -hmm. the way they play etc mm -hmm. um, I'd be surprised if he can get what he needs to get done in this summer um, I think he need, they need another summer after that I'm not saying he does I'm just saying the squad does yeah yeah um, I think there's enough there after this summer if they if they do good work that he should be able to get a tune uh, out of the team and if he can't then I think it, yeah yeah the changes need to be made I think yeah. what what's interesting is um, and I'm sure you'll come on to it but we sound like broken records but I know we're not the only ones that sort of uh, sing this song um, you know since Christmas we've taken the fourth most points or third most points in the league um, second was it or third best defensive record third yeah yeah so he is getting a tune out of these players mm. we are beating all the big teams that we never used to beat you know progress is being made and I think if we can do that over you know the period of the whole season and not just from Christmas we stand in, in good stead for a, you know a successful season and I think success next season really depends on how much we invest maybe but who we invest the money in mm, they've got to be right yeah they've they, got to they be can't right. make any more mistakes like they have of our William yeah. Cedric yeah. to a certain extent yeah. and even like we just mentioned before bringing in someone like Mustafi, 35 million. I mean, you'd struggle to get 3.5 million from him at the moment, wouldn't you? I mean, I think his contract with Schalke has just ended because it was only six months and they've decided not to renew it. Um, we brought in Kolasinac on a free, but we're paying him over 100 grand a week. Yeah, there's all these things that you think, ridiculous. We can't, like I said, can't afford, we can't afford to make it from a, a playing field perspective and we can't afford to do it from a financial, you know, angle as well. So, um it will be a big summer and um, well you know time will tell there's plenty going through the rumour mill at the minute so it'll be interesting to see how many of those materialise have you seen the list of players that I, that I put on our chat yes yeah about it's ridiculous yeah and then we're only on what June the yeah transfer window's not even opened yet yeah and the, the funny thing is the amount of I did tweet about this the other day the amount of ITKs, I call them in the nose as, as they are on Twitter, accounts that will be like, yeah, I've heard Buen uh, uh, Emi Buendia is, is practically done now, so he'll be coming. I, I hear uh, Martin Odegaard, yeah, he's, he, he's coming, he's coming. I hear, you know, Messi, yeah, he's coming. He's going, fuck, you know, no credibility, stupid season, everyone wants to be famous type stuff, everyone wants to be the in the know. Give it a and rest, you know. And you throw enough shit at the wall, something's got to stick. Well, that's true. That's true. I think that's what they hold. Yeah. Hold out for. Um, so, you got more you want to re re uh, talk about? Otherwise, I've got some questions for well, you. Well, are you confident that that Edu and Arteta and whoever the scouting system they've got in place, which I'm not really sure what it is. I yeah. know it's very heavily stat based. Um, do you think, are you confident that they can bring in the right players? Do the job. Um, I'm probably more confident this summer than I was last summer, believe it or not. Uh, two reasons. One, Richard Garlick is part of the team now. Dickie. Yeah. 
Or big dick. Or smelly dick. Garlic. <laughs> That's the link, by the way, not... <laughs> um, you know, he's got connections in, in the game. Yeah. And I think maybe that's something that we've lacked since David Dean. I really do. That credibility yeah. to walk in and go, I'm a big, I'm a big name in football. Um, and will, I've got connections. So it will I, be interesting to see what yeah, he brings yeah. to the table. Um, so I'm more confident because I've got a third person to really support mm. them. Also, I did read a rumour that Arsenal had put a job advert out for a scout Really? Yeah, a recruitment, you know, a, a scout for uh, players. Which is ironic because they made all the scouts redundant, didn't they, if you yeah. remember. Uh, the scouting network was sort of closed down and they said it was stat-based and now they've gone, yeah, I suppose stats are good, but really you need someone that's got an eye for football to be able to spot a talent. So um, if that comes to fruition, then again, more confident that use the two in harmony, you know, use the... Stat DNA, I think it's called, mm. and um, and just good footballing brain. You know, a good player can be spotted by someone with a good footballing brain. Okay, my worry is no European football whatsoever, um, and how convinced are the bigger names going to be to join an Arsenal who finished tenth over the likes of a Chelsea, a Man United, a Man City, a Liverpool? Eighth, bro. Come on. Eighth, tenth, all the bloody same. <laughs> I'm so used to being temp for so long. Um, what about you? Are you confident? Yeah. You have to be, don't you? Well, it's a hope that kills you, like you said. So yeah. <laughs> if you've got no hope, you've got nothing. Um, I am, yeah. I just hope that they're learning from them. If they're not, then, you know, we're, we're sort of just being this endless cycle of who, who knows where we're going to finish. Mediocrity, yeah. yeah. Um. So looking at the season just gone, there was that point where, you know, there was there was a headline every five minutes. We're closer to the Arsenal, closer to the relegation zone, and they are the top of the Premier League. And it was defeat after defeat after defeat. The odd draw went forever without a win. It felt like was it any at any time a point where you thought we really could get into a relegation battle here? Were you ever concerned? Uh, I think. That Chelsea game where we turned it around, had we lost that, yes, I would have. I would have been. I think. So I think we were only three, six points off yeah. the relegation zone at one point, and it's like there's always that famous phase: you're never too good enough to yeah, go down until you do. Until you do, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there, there were moments where I was concerned, um, and so I don't know if you felt that. You, know, you shared that that concern, if you like, that worry. I always felt there was enough games to get out of trouble, but I just felt that was the turning point and um, the sliding doors moment of the season. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't overly worried. No, especially after we won that game. So yeah. Okay. Good. Anything else you want to highlight before we move on to our awards? Do you think the right man? to take us forward next season a lot of people don't I've been very on the pitch rather yeah. than you know, all the background stuff we're talking Arteta of course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've um, I've been a strong supporter of Arteta mm -hmm. because um, well a couple of reasons but mainly because I saw um, 
uh, I think I mentioned this in previous podcasts earlier in the season, but, but when he was at Man City, or maybe even before he was at Man City and still at Arsenal, I saw he was he joined the uh, FA of Wales, or the Welsh FA, on like one of their training coaches, co- coaching courses to do his badges. Yeah. And he had a microphone, like a headset microphone, and he was sort of telling the, the team... Uh, you know, this is how I want to play, and this is the structure that we need to follow, and I want you to do that because it means that. And I thought, well, that's that's an insight I've not seen before. Not to say it doesn't happen, but I I hadn't seen it and heard it in him. Uh, and then you got the likes of Avenga and Aguardiola and all these other sort of players as well, sort of ringing his his endorsements. And I was thinking, well, maybe he's the maybe he's a genius. You know, look at Guardiola, look at Mourinho. Etc. They had to start somewhere. They were assistants and you know for, forged a managerial career in their own right. But there was coming to a point, and as you said, that Chelsea game was a real turnaround point. But there was coming to a point where I thought, I think he's going to have to go mm-hmm. because this is getting bad. And now we've gone full circle. And as I say, I look at Christmas until now. The football isn't particularly exciting. No. And that's being polite. But if we're grinding out results and we're playing the best we can with the players we've got to make it work, then yeah, um, I do think he's the right man for the, at the time being. I don't think he's got much uh, slack this season, though, let's put it that way. You know, if we go on another bad run, I think he'll be gone. Mm. Or he should be gone. I think once European football next season sort of the chance to qualify for that starts to fade if it does yeah he could well be in trouble mm-hmm. um, and that's the advantage he's got there is no European football there is no Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday you've got it, it's a big advantage 3pm Saturday to prepare for yeah. FA Cup and League fine League Cup that's it that is it I also feel yeah you shouldn't rely on other teams' results, etc. But I do think there are teams that can't maintain where they are. I don't. I can't see Spurs being a force, especially if they lose Harry Kane. I can't. Although they have been linked with Conte this uh, well, today, well, haven't they? I don't get why he would really want to go there from Inter, to be honest, mm. because he left because they weren't. Being ambitious, ambitious enough, enough, and wanting to sell players, wanting to sell players, and you know, Spurs could be in that same boat. It's basically Spurs, but without the history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the titles, yeah. Yeah. I... But you're right. You can't see Spurs necessarily maintaining any form, any sort of, sort of threatening uh, position. Can you genuinely? Can you see West Ham being no. up there? No. Can you see? I can't even see Leicester maintaining. Uh, I, mean, I I can see Leicester maintaining. They're in for uh, who is it? Bukari is that his name? Can't remember. Somebody from from France, I think it is. They've they're a really well run club. Their recruitment is fantastic. So I can see them doing well. To be honest. Okay. Uh, but I know what you're saying there are positions up for grabs and the fact that we don't have European football has got to be a huge advantage over everybody else isn't it um, and if we recruit right and we get the balance and the harmony within the squad correct 
there's no reason why we can't get into the top four. At the minimum, Europa League, and I don't even want that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, because it would be progress on this season, but it's not where we want to be. So... It's an exciting league and in the most competitive league in the world. Yeah, from you know position two down to <laughs> tenth. I'm saying that Man City didn't win it last year, did they? Liverpool did. So, so you know it is mixed, which is good. Um, all right, anything else you want to highlight? No. All right. Well, I'm sure we're going to cover it in our um, next two segments. Now, should we do? A squad review first and then do our end of season awards or should we do the awards first? Let's do the awards let's first. Do the awards. Let's, let's, let's save the transfer stuff. Why not? Why not? All right. Otherwise people will switch off. They'll switch off. Well, will they switch off? They might not even have switched on, let's be honest. <laughs> All right, so we've come up with some categories. Some that we know about and some that we don't. Mm. Uh, for our Blast from the Arsenal awards. Uh, and we're going to leave the last one, which is Blast from the Arsenal Listeners Player of the Season, which was conducted as a Twitter poll. We're going to leave that till the end. Bit of a climax. Ooh. Um, however, we've got our own Player of the Season, so we'll do that as the penultimate award. Uh, so let's go with the first one, which is uh, Angelo and Diddley's Blast from the Arsenal Most Improved Player of the Season. So which player has caught your eye and you've gone... They've done a lot better than I thought they would. I'm really impressed with, you know, where they were at this point last year and where they are now. Who is that for you? For me, it's Nicolas Pepe. Okay, good shout. I Please mean, tell me why. Well, he's obviously had a lot of critics, a lot of criticism, and rightly so. His performances weren't anywhere near what his price tag sort of justified or not. Um would lead you to believe the sort of talent that he's got I could see a player there I think we all could he had flashes of it but it just wasn't consistent enough Arteta well originally Emery wasn't a fan I don't think and he made that quite obvious after he left he wanted Zaha didn't get him Pepe was second or third choice or whatever Um, so that's not a good start um and then I, he didn't win and it seemed to be very favoured by Arteta, did he either? And then the fact that he brought Willian in, in basically in his position, mm-hmm. which turned out to be absolute, and a big part of why we didn't do well, because he persisted with Willian. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got, he needs to be held accountable for that. But yeah, going on to Pepe, I think, after that Leeds game where he got sent off, rightly or wrongly, he shouldn't have done what he did, even though the player overreacted to it. It seemed to be like once he came back from that ban, he 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 obviously knuckled down and it shows character, he showed hard work. I think he does a lot of the dirtier stuff, he looks physically stronger, he's not getting pushed around as much. Um, I mean the skills that he's got also I think he's been helped with the fact that we've been able to bring in Emil Smith-Rowe um, who who was missing through the fir- first part of the season that 
the ball was getting to him higher up the pitch a bit a bit earlier and quicker than it was before he was having to beat a player and then then he was faced with another player it was just too much mm-hmm. he was getting it at the halfway line or, or even further back now he's getting it much higher around the edge of the area and he's so dangerous 1v1 last few games he's, he's been he's fantastic been dead, hasn't deadly yeah. um, great form and I, I, I definitely think he will and I hope he does continue it into next season mm. that's all very compelling very good thank you stuff top of my head yeah, so. that's very good very good for me, uh, I think it's a tough one because I've got two in mind, but I think one maybe deserves it more than the other. So I'll go with I'll go with my original choice. For me, um, most improved player goes to Mohamed El Neni. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I might have shot myself in the foot here, but was it not last season that he was out on loan at Besiktas, or was that the season? Yeah, before? yeah. I think it was last season. So he looks like he was his career was dead and buried at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know he's not an exciting player. Nobody can really argue with that. But he does the simple things well. And actually, I think he's underrated to some degree. Shooting ability, I think, is well put it this way: it's better than Thomas Partey's. <laughs> um, I do. I think he's got a really, really good shot on him. And I know his position isn't to play further forward. Mm. Um, but the things I like about him are he he reminds me of me to some degree. I'm no good player, but I keep it simple. You know. I do the things I can do well, which is win the ball, and I pass it on to a better player. I think he does that well. He keeps the ball ticking over. I also think he's not a starter for the team, and it doesn't seem to affect him. It's not like he's like, I'm not starting, this is shit, I'm out. And you need those positive, infectious, in a good way, um, characters in your squad, don't you? So I, I think maybe we didn't miss him last season, but I think by having him back, we've kind of realised his uh, worth to the uh, to, to the squad I think Arteta's a big fan of his as well he always speaks positive, positively of him um, I think if you he's an honest hard working player isn't he that puts the team before himself mm-hmm. um, I think when you've got players like that you, you, around it's a positive thing it's mm-hmm. a good thing it's he is limited as to what he can do, but I think he knows what he can and can't yeah. do. And yeah. He does frustrate every now and then with the passing backwards when he could go at least sideways. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I thought his career was, was done at Arsenal. So, yeah, he's done. he has done well to, to get any sort of game mm. time, really. So how does this work? Do we just put one forward each or do we try and battle it out? Because it could be here or night game. No, I think mine. No, I think mine. So I think, what, do we just go with one oh, each? Oh, look, we'll go with one each. I, I, I'm not going to pick yours. So <laughs> 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 we'll be here all night. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, that's but fine. There, well, then, there, are, there are nominations. And look, there it's, are, it's quite nice. They're different. Yeah. You know? Um... Good, all right. Well, that's our most improved player of the season. Our next award is um, Surprise of the Season. Who has been your surprise of the season, Diddley? Surprise. Um, I was. Uh, when you told me about this category, I wasn't really sure what to do with it. When you said surprise, I was quite surprised Shaka only got sent off once. <laughs> That is a bad so yeah, that's a pub quiz question. Um I'm gonna say Callum Chambers. Yeah. Again, kind of the same reasons that you just chose El Nenny, I guess. 
um, I didn't see a future for him at Arsenal Football Club mm -hmm. um, was he out on loan last season or was he injured I, I forget uh, when he was I think, I think he was out on loan I think loan. he was out on loan Middlesbrough he, yeah Middlesbrough or Fulham one of them he's been to uh, both he was yeah but anyway yeah he just never seemed to get a good run in the side and when he did it, it never seemed to end well for him I think he had some disastrous results when he was paired with Rob Holding and yeah. got hammered by Liverpool and stuff like that and and injuries he's been unlucky with injuries hasn't he he has been unlucky with injuries so to again to fight back um, he's another honest hard working guy that's and he's right at, to play at, at right back at the moment mm -hmm. um, I think he's kicked Cedric's Arsenal career to the curb I can't see him fighting back for it. So, yeah, I am surprised that we've still got Callum Chambers and the rumour are that he's got a one-year option that we could activate rather than offer him a massive contract, contract mm -hmm. um, to keep him around. We could just activate that and make that decision a year later. So yeah. I can see that happening. I can too. And yeah. I, he, he'll be one of the right-backs next season. I totally agree, and that's a good choice. That is a good choice. My choice might not be that surprising after all, but it is a surprise. My choice is Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, because first half of the season, he was a youth player. He'd been out on loan at Huddersfield, and he didn't really look like he had any immediate impact on the team. He wasn't being chosen, he certainly wasn't a starter. Uh, and then it wasn't until... I don't know if it was that Chelsea game or, or certainly there, thereabouts, where we were running out of creative options, weren't we? And somehow we found himself being thrust into the uh, the Arsenal team, and he's never really looked back, has he? So if at the start of the season you just said, Emma smith is going to be number 10 for us this season, I think most people have gone, what, just like that? But the fact that he's probably one of our most important players now, mm. he the way he receives the ball and manages to turn... Uh, you know, and, and create more chances, like you say. He, he is the creative force for the likes of a Pepe, a Bamiyang, etc. Um, I have been really, really surprised at how well he's um, moved into the first team seamlessly, I guess, and, and had such a big influence. Um, and I love watching him play. I actually love watching him play. So he's my big surprise of the mm. season because, as I said, I didn't see that, that coming. I mean, I'm, I'm in, with in you. He, he was one of the choices I, I thought about because I knew he was a good player. I knew the talent was there. But whether he could do it week in, week out, I wasn't sure about. I thought maybe he's still a bit too young. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he looks... He's looked very capable and the transition from youth football to, to senior football has been fairly seamless albeit via you know a loan spell which obviously did him the world of good mm. and I imagine there's others that have looked at him and gone maybe I should have gone for a loan and look at the likes of Joe Willock I mean he's gone out on loan and scored 7-7 seven and seven. I don't think he'd have done that if he stayed at Arsenal look at Reese Nelson could have gone out on loan nah I want to stay here fight for my position mate if Pepe's not getting in because he's playing William, there's no chance you're going to it's you know so he's missed a year of football really hasn't he Reese Nelson yeah yeah so he must be looking at that and thinking should have done what 
you know, Emma Smith Rowe did and, and gone out. Um, so our award for waste man of the season goes to <laughs> Reese Nelson. Yeah. yeah, wasted wages of the season go to, well, there's a few of them actually. Um, okay, well, that's good. I think there's two, um, two, two, Again, good, yeah. two good options there. Um, bit sombre now. Uh, our disappointment of the season. Uh, this is a player, obviously. So, who's your Arsenal player that's been a disappointment of the season? I've got a feeling we might say the same one, you know. Well, Go on. I've gone for Thomas Partey. Okay, good. Not who I'm going with. Uh, yeah, just a bit. I mean, we were all so excited about him when he signed. Could see what a talent, and we didn't have that sort of player. Uh, with those attributes that he brings to the side in our squad so you know I do think it was a a really good addition and you can see his class um, when he does play I think he had that game at Man United where alongside El Nenny I think away from home yes yeah and he looked different class yeah I thought yes we've got a player then he got injured and then he tried to come back did that thing at Spurs where he sat down or walked off the pitch then he got injured again and it was kind of he never really got to see the best of him I think we started to see that towards the end of the season but it was just a little bit too little too late mm-hmm. so I was I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get 38 games out of Thomas Party and starting every week you know yeah I, I totally understand where you're coming from because there are games where <clears throat> I think I tweeted, you know, this guy's amazing, you know, can we clone him type thing? And there are others and I've gone, fuck me, your, your passing's awful, your, your shooting's, you know, God knows how many birds you've killed with your wayward shots. So yeah, totally understand what, what you mean. And, and as I said before, the sort of furore of, oh God, we just got Thomas Party, 45 million, release clause, Eddie went in there with a load of cash and went, He's ours, you know. Everyone was buzzing off that, uh, so yeah, I totally get where you're coming from because it's not really materialised. I do hope that's something we address in the summer because I think he needs the right partner with him. Yeah, and I think just my opinion, but Jacques is probably the best we've got at the minute for that. But he's still not the no, level that we need and, and that would complement Party to get the best out of him. So yeah, that's a, that's a solid, a solid um, choice there. So have you gone for? So I've gone for somebody that um, I think Arsenal fans love him, but that love is waning, um, probably hanging by a thread to some degree. Mm. Um, I think I know who you've gone for. We were buzzing about him at the end of last season. Yeah. We were buzzing about him after the Charity Shield win over Liverpool. Uh, and it's just gone to pot and it's Ainsley Maitland-Niles is that who you thought I was going to say? no I thought you were going to say Aubameyang ah Um, the reason Ainsley Maitland-Niles is because in the FA Cup final and the Charity Shield and a couple of games after that it was like do you know what this is going to be a season everyone was buzzing I know it's only a penalty but everyone was buzzing about how cool and calm he was taking his penalty and actually he's He's not a bad midfielder. Maybe he could do it in midfield, but really he's a right back. He's not, but he doesn't want right back, does he? So fucking hell, he's gone to West Brom to play under Sam Allardyce in in a, in a team that's pretty much going to get relegated. And what? Where is he? <laughs> like, and he just seems to have like gone into this abyss of football. 
Obviously, he's going to come back, but I feel like his Arsenal career at the beginning of last season, sorry, end of last season, beginning of this season, was kind of on a, this might happen for him, mm. lots of enthusiasm, and now it feels like there's no chance of him making it uh, either midfielder or as a right-back. Just how I feel, personally speaking, but you could have, yeah, you're right, could have said Aubameyang because he's had a piss-poor season by his standards, but um, I say Arsenal fans love because he's one of our own he's a hell yeah, product yeah. and it's like he gets it but I'm, I'm disappointed it didn't work out the way I hoped it would yeah I think I think he might be as well mm. think he regrets that loan possibly like he got a fair amount of game time I think and got to play where he wanted to play but oh, was it last week you said that Alan said something <laughs> Yeah, was it last week you said Allardyce had sort of said something along the lines of yeah after the season the season finished I think Allardyce was asked about Ainsley and he said something I'm paraphrasing but said um, if I were him I would go back to Arsenal and play wherever they told me to play yeah yeah. aka not really midfielder material after all that's how I'm reading that mm. um, good Again, these are not pre-rehearsed. We've got two different, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, choices there, which is which is good. Yeah. You could argue that it also cost him probably very thin, but he did have he was in the, involved in the England squad before that low yeah. move, and yeah. um, you know that could have cost him a place in that squad. But because Gareth Southgate loves a right back, it would. Yeah, it he would does. Appear, he so does. He does. Room for one more. Um, possibly uh, yeah I think you're right though he's he's kind of it's all gone to pot and he's, he's slowly losing you know the what what he had uh, okay what do we got next next we've got Arsenal signing of the season um, now I've got a few I say a few I've got um, the site sorry our signings from uh, the summer and uh, January in front of me here so I can I can read them to you uh, so we've got Thomas Partey that joined us from Atletico Madrid we've got Gabriel as you mentioned that joined from Lille Pablo Mari came in January didn't he from Flamengo mm-hmm. uh, Martin Odegaard came in on loan probably the obvious choice Alex Runison in goal came in the summer yeah uh, Cedric Suarez was initially on loan but he joined permanently on a free transfer William Matt Ryan and I think that's all of them so who is your transfer of the season I've gone for Gabriel I just felt he's been pretty solid he's had his moments Uh, I think the red card against um, I forget who but yeah, I do remember I Southampton possibly uh, was silly he, he's had moments like that impetuous a bit rash but overall I mean to come from another league again it's it's not easy is it transitioning to the Premier League he's played a hell of a lot of games I think for his first season more than maybe I thought he would play um, but yeah I, I think we've got a good 
left-sided centre-back there for, for quite a few years. You know, he's still young. He's 23, 24, something yeah, like 20... that. Yeah, Two, I think. 23, yeah. 23, 23, yeah. And we got him for a fairly good price when you look at the market. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with him. I think I think he's been pretty good. Yeah. This is the first one that we're going to agree on, actually. Right. Um, because, um, again, not that I'm very good, but my position was always defence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, again, being Italian, you know, we've both, uh, you know, both been able to appreciate a good defender over the years, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and I love everything that, Gabriel stands for I love his aggression which can be too aggressive sometimes but I like the fact that it's not I don't know sorry striker after you do take a shot he'll put his foot in there he don't give a shit you know he's hard he's hardcore he's, he's solid and that's what you want I think Arsenal have been um, guilty of having uh, a soft underbelly I think is a, is a quote that's often used against us in previous years and I think he's the type of signing we could do with replicating this summer in other areas of the pitch maybe even a right-sided centre-back now that David Luiz is leaving but I think he's been solid I think the first half of the season he was fantastic um, second half of the season well he got Covid didn't he and he was never really the same player after that until the latter part of the season again yeah so, I agree yeah, he had a bit of a bit blip of, yeah he did fitness wise I think uh, you know people have to remember everything you've just said you know new club new culture doesn't speak English um, only you know, young, 23 years old is nothing. And I don't think he played an awful lot for Lille, actually, did he? I don't think he played many games for them. Um, I believe just the season before it was when he sort of made his regular breakthrough and, mm. and was, I think he played most most of the league games. But yeah, before that, it was just a few bits and bobs. Bits and, bobs. So, uh, and you're right, for the reported transfer fee that we got him for, I don't know, 25 million, something like that peanuts in this day and age isn't it mm. um, so yeah I'm happy to agree with you on that one because I think he's been top class cool um, what others have we got we've got, got one more here and then I know you've got a few as well uh, Arsenal goal of the season what's been your goal of the season there's a few that I'm thinking of but uh, do go ahead and I don't think we've been blessed this season. Been <laughs> yep. few, I mean, goal-wise, been few and far between, haven't they? We haven't scored many, um, yeah. And the fact that we're not able to actually go to games, it's been difficult to get overexcited about a goal. But thinking of one or two from the same game that actually made me get out of my chair and, and, do, and celebrate properly... Uh, I've gone for Kieran Tierney's um, solo strike against West Brom. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your goal of the season? That That's my goal of the season. Uh, that I It just made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. In a disastrous season, that got me off my chair too. Yeah. I can't lie. Um, what did you like about that goal in particular? Was anything... Well, being a lefty, you know, to come in and... I mean, it was all his own work, but to come onto your right foot and produce something like that, yeah, it's something that I would not be able to do yeah. as a lefty. And he did what you don't see a lot of anymore in this day and age, which is kick it round one side and run round the other. Yeah. You don't you don't see a lot of that these days. Um, so to to even see that, I was like, go on, go on, lads, that's decent, <laughs> like that. And then he kind of dragged it back on, like you said, onto his right. Yeah, and you know, arrowed it into the corner. Yeah, fantastic. That's a good 
uh, and worthy goal of the season. It's not mine. Right. That's good. But it is a good one. I was hoping to hear a different one. Yeah. From, from that same game, just just as, you know, I like a team goal as well. And I think the Saka goal for that one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, funnily enough, that is my <laughs> goal of the season, yeah. Wow. Can we play West Brom every week? Yeah, that was fantastic. That was hail and magic, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the ball came into Smith Road and he kind of, was it to Lacquer? He kind of passed it around the corner to Lacquer and then ran on and then him and Sacco did some fantastic uh, kind of one-two football and then it it was it was similar, I think I might have mentioned this at the time, it was similar to the Aubameyang goal of the previous season where uh, or even the season before that where Ozil played it across yeah the Leicester game yeah the yeah. Leicester game played it across the six yard box he was there to tap it in but that was all the team goal mm. that's when I started to think and it may have been premature but that's when I started to think ah oh, so they get it we can play team football it doesn't always have to be painful what you know yeah brilliant and, and again that was one that got me off my seat albeit we won it 5-0 in the end so that may have been why but it was snowing, it was just, you know, brilliant. And it was against Sam Allardyce. I mean, who doesn't like scoring against Sam Allardyce? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, both, again, in my eyes, were the winners. And funny that you mentioned that second one because that, that was mine. Any other notable mentions for you? Um, I know you said we've not been blessed, but... Any Pepe goal, right? Yeah, certainly at the end. I of mean, he doesn't corkers, seem right? to score a bad goal, does no. he? Um, like there was the, the I one love against, that when he cuts inside and just bends one in the top corner yeah it's beautiful yeah um, yeah he scored a nice one in the Europa League didn't he where he kind of dragged it across onto from his right foot to his left foot and then banged it top corner I think it was the other way around oh was it, it was left it. to the right even better we yeah. could yeah uh, the other the other one that I was going to mention was Saka against Chelsea where it's uh, was it a cross was it a shot was it a cross right yeah if he meant that that is goal of the season yeah I don't think he did he didn't no no um, so uh, yes like I say we've not been blessed with fantastic goals but nice to nice to think about the good goals we did score and the memories that uh, are attached to those um, I think we had a couple more in our locker didn't we did we we did yeah uh, do remind me what they are because I so I've got calamitous moment yeah yes do you want to go with that one or shall I go on yeah, I can go first. For me, it's um, Runa Runison. <laughs> Forgot about <laughs> this. Ruined his Arsenal career, basically, off one performance. I mean, it's that's quite special to do that. Yes. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about the game against Man City. I think the League Cup it was. He got his starting goal right. We get to see what this guy's all about. Yeah. I mean, he was atrocious. Yeah, that was a shot. It was a free kick from Mares. It was straight at him as well, straight wasn't it? Straight at him. And it slipped through his hands and yeah. went, oh, God, I mean, that is just schoolboy error mistake. But, you know, part of you thinks he's a third-choice goalkeeper at best and he was playing as a first-choice. The other part of you is like, we should never be in that position in the first place. No. He shouldn't be in that position in the first place. Um, I'd forgotten all about that. And now I'm going to have to remember it for... I don't know how I've narrowed it down to one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. There are so many. Mine is also a goalkeeping error. Right. And it's Bernd Leno against Everton. Yeah. Um, just, if I'm not mistaken, if from memory, the shot kind of comes from the byline, doesn't it? And he kind of goes down to 
catch it or parry it and ends up kind of pushing it into the net almost you think it's match fixing but it's not um, just not good enough yeah, that's basic just not mm. good enough for a top class goalkeeper um, so those those two are goalkeepers are always highlighted I guess for their, their errors more so than any other on the pitch but those two in particular were poor weren't they um, any others categories any other categories um, villain of the season villain of the season doesn't have to be an Arsenal player no I'm gonna, I've got an Arsenal player have really. you well can I say villainous moments of the season is that whatever you want to take it I'm going to go as... with Pepe's red card against Leeds right um, because as a professional footballer you should know better than to put your head to someone else's head albeit he, he didn't actually do anything they were practically kissing but even that you just can't do it can you especially when the other guy milks it um, I forget his name so that was such a stupid stupid moment uh, the player you are thinking of is Alioski yes thank you Alioski yeah um, so that's my villainous moment of the season I mm. think you got one my mine is VAR. VAR. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's absolutely ruining football. Uh, if they can get it right, I think it could be good. But they're just not using it properly. It's so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's taking away the excitement of the game. Well, there's that. I don't know about you. When a goal celebrated, you go, yeah, "Wait, we need to check." hate that but also it's taken away the human element of the referee and isn't it it's yeah I think referees have got worse yeah because of it um, mm. it's just way too inconsistent uh, if I was to put it down to one moment that David Luiz sending off yeah. against Wolves yeah. it's where the defender runs into his knee and he got sent off utterly ridiculous yeah because how many other players and, and incidents like that have you seen Countless, and they've gone, they've gone unpunished. So, how that's a red card? I mean, I just I don't get it. It baffles mm. me. So, mm. so and I, if you take away the performances throughout the season, um, some of the points that we've lost because of our. Well, there was a table that you shared with me. Exactly. So we, which was what, I think, we finished fourth. Is that fourth. Right? Yeah. With the correct VAR decision. It's definitely worked against us more than for us this season. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my villain of the season. Yeah, I think everyone um, listening would agree with you on that. Honorable mention for Bruno Fernandez as well. Yeah, just for being a, a twat penalty fish. and not getting sent off for that thing he did to Shaka. Yes, that is Achilles. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right, we've also got some um, humorous right. uh, categories, haven't we? And then we'll get down to players of the season. Right. So let's do these. So you've, you've got some and I've got some. Yeah, do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> go on. I like this. So um, let me just find them. I have to make a note because I'm stupid like that. Right, so these are almost joke awards for each other, aren't they? Uh, we've got two each. Um, so mine is uh, 
Blast from the Arsenal, longest pause between words of Wolf. <laughs> Goes to Diddley. Really? Um, Me? I what, didn't see that. Is yeah. that what we're doing? Yeah, we are doing one for each other, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one, well, I've got another two, but um, one of them's funny and one of them's kind, so we'll go with it. So the, the funny one is, uh, last from the Arsenal, my phone is about to die, so wrap up this episode all. <laughs> 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 and yeah. the last one is Jingle Director Award, including great hits such as Witch Number 9 and Tweet of the Week. Oh, thank you, mate. Because that's all your work. What have you got? Go Appreciate that. Yeah, so I've got the longest noise made, not a word, <laughs> on a podcast goes to you. It does, because I always go, when I'm thinking about stuff, don't I? And now you've pointed that out, the listeners will uh, pick up on, pick it. Up on yes, that. Yes, they will. And also I've gone for catchphrase of the year. Oh, go. Of course, it's, we've got a lot to get through this week. <laughs> Yes, absolutely right. I'm so self-conscious when I say that because I say it all the time, but you are, you're absolutely spot on. Oh, good. See, look, we can have banter and it's all friendly. That's what it's about. Thanks, mate. That was funny. Right, so we've got two more awards to give out. And the first one is the Angelo and Diddley Player of, of the Season, season Awards. Um... And then we've got the as voted for by Arsenal Twitter uh, at Blast for the Arsenal. So, who's your player of the season and why? I've got a feeling that all three of these are going to be the same. Uh, yeah, I think so too. We're just so over reliant on this guy, and at such a young age, I just. I'm in awe of him, really. The talent this boy's got, he's, he's got better and better every day game um, and he's had a little dip I think he's tired but it's got to go to Bakayo Saka <laughs> it's not Eddie Reece Nelson yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bakayo Saka for me I just yeah. I think he's brilliant and uh, fully deserves his call up to the England squad yeah I, I literally couldn't agree with any more of what you've just said um, I guess the only thing I'd add is i feel so lucky that A, he plays for us and B, he's signed a contract mm. to stay with us. Now, whether that just protects his transfer value fee uh, or or what, time will tell. But um, yeah, we're so lucky to have him. And you're right, how many holes has he dug us out of? Whether it's goals, assists. I love that he's got that connection with so many players already actually everyone loves playing with him him and Martinelli have got a bromance him and Nemo Smith Rowe have got a bromance from Herland. You know, him and Lacazette seem to link up well together although he might be off so it's um, yeah 100% player of the season which funnily enough I believe he was the Arsenal.com I know it's not been announced yet but it's highly likely he'll be the Arsenal.com yeah. player of the season okay so well done Bukayo Saka and now on to the blast from the Arsenal as voted for by Twitter folk it's also Bakayo Saka with 72% of the votes. Um, coming second with 17% was Emil Smith-Rowe. Third, Nicolas Pepe. And fourth, Alex Lacazette. So it's a clean sweep for Bakayo Saka. Yeah. Well done, mate. You've got absolutely nothing from us other than <laughs> love and adulation. So well done. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that wasn't too boring for you all. 
Um, we are now, I know we're an hour deep, but look, we've got nothing else to do right now. So we're gonna go through our, we won't, we won't spend you know, the whole world on it, but we're gonna go through our should he stay or should he go? Dun, 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 dun. Just made that up on the spot. You, you trying to compete Get on your with jingle. the <laughs> jingle of the year? No, no, it's not gonna happen. I think I tried once before with something and fucked it up. Uh, okay, so let's go through the 2020-2021 squad uh, and whether we think, not whether we think they will, but whether we think they should stay or go. You good with that? Whether we think they should stay, stay or, or go. go. Not what okay. we think is going to happen. Right, okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that. So, I mean, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, this is it. Yeah. Who knows? And look, Edu Arteta, they obviously listen to the podcast. So they might call us and go, you guys, you know what you're talking about. Why don't you get involved? Shape the squad for us. So uh, we're going to start with the goalkeepers. Um, so Bernd Leno. We highlighted some of his mistakes, obviously. We did, but yeah. there have been times that he's been yeah. brilliant as well. Yeah. well. What should we do? It's recently come to light that he may see out his contract or seek a move. He's not happy. There's no smoke without fire for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone was interested, I think I would. I mean, we'd have to sign a replacement because we're not blessed with keepers. Yeah. It makes the Emmy Martinez thing more frustrating. Um, maybe we should have sold Leno last yeah. summer if he you know, wanted to go. Um, then we wouldn't have that issue now, would mm-hmm. we? But there it is. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. It is. Yeah, I'm of a similar opinion. Apparently he's come out today and said... Oh, he's come out. It's been reported that he said he's not actively seeking the move away. He's not going to force it. But if an offer came in that was accepted, he'd go. Right. Um, and I think we've been stung far too many times, probably the worst in the Premier League in recent history, at players you know, running down the contracts and leaving for free, or Christ, us even paying them off to get them off the books. Uh, we've been heavily linked in the last 24, 48 hours with his replacement already, uh, which is Ajax goalkeeper Andre Onana. Um, What's my name? uh, Yeah, that's what everyone's already saying. Onana! What's my name? Um, However, he's currently um, serving a one-year ban for um, accidentally accidentally taking his wife's something or other tablets. I'm not sure what it was. Um, and it went through to the court of arbitration today and apparently they've said that it's only going to be an eight game ban I think right okay so that does make him more feasible if you like uh, as a replacement because that would probably take, mean that he'd be out of action until uh, what middle of October maybe even earlier than that so you know I would I think if Leno's unhappy I'd sell him, and if we can get Anana for what's reported between seven and ten million, his kicking, his distribution looks to be better. People are saying he's a better uh, goalkeeper. The only thing I will say is this is nothing to do with the goalkeepers. This is to do with uh, the generation of today, if you like. Someone pulled up 
um, Anana and Leno FIFA cards. Right. And Leno had 85, Anana had 84, and somebody put, I can't believe we're considering getting rid of Leno when he's better than Anana. Look at their cards. And it wasn't even jest, you know, it was it was serious. So stop being dumbasses. Okay, so we're both saying that we'd sell him, basically. I think if the offer was there, yes. It was good money and we had a suitable replacement. Yeah. Uh, Alex Runison. Definitely, yeah. What, keep him? No. <laughs> no chance. Sell him. Even as a third choice? No. Promote someone. Yeah. From, from the under 23s, yeah. the under 18s. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. It's got They've be- got to be better than yeah. him. Yeah. I'd also say the goalkeeping coach that recommended him. Yeah. Well, the goalkeeping coach, uh, is it Inaka? Inaka, I forget his name, um, has recommended Onana. So, you know, give with one hand, you take with the other. Uh, and the other one's obviously Matt Ryan, who technically has now left Arsenal, made some strong suggestions that he wants to come back. Rumour has it, he's only got a year left on his Brighton contract and would we be able to get him on a free? I, I, If we can get him for free, even if we had to pay a nominal fee, I would... I'd sign him in a heartbeat. Premier League experience. He did well when he came in. He seems to be loved by the rest of the the squad. Yeah. Um, you know, when he left, the uh, the amount of love from the team on his Instagram page was evident. Uh, and he's an Arsenal fan. I mean, he practically ticks every box, doesn't he? Yeah. You? Yeah, I think that that's a, a pretty easy deal to do. Um, one we probably will do. I also think if we sold Leno and Anana was banned for however many games, eight games, I think he would do a, a good enough job to keep us going until he, he stepped up and, and was able to play again. You know? Yeah. So, uh, okay. So we've got a sell, sell, keep there. Uh, on to our defenders. Hector Bellerin. I know you're a big fanboy. I am. But, but what's your thoughts? All good things come to an end. Time to sell. Yeah. Again, linked with some big clubs in the past, PSG, Milan, and the like, but um, most recently linked with Real Betis mm. on loan. And I don't think we're looking to do a loan. We no. want to sell because we need the money. Um, uh, why would you sell him, first of all? His progression is, well, there isn't any anymore. He's plateaued, I think. He's succumb to injuries and looks a shadow of uh, the player that he was uh, three, two or three seasons ago mm-hmm. um, I do like the guy but you know, we're talking about football here and if there's money to be had you know we need to reinvest it and yeah he's lost he's his place to Callum Chambers who you know didn't even have a future yeah yeah, and he's a sellable asset, isn't he? He'll still he command a half decent fee. So I'm with you. I think he's looked out of sorts all, well, all season. Really, there's been very few games where he's uh, sort of played well or had a real impact. I mean, he's got the odd assist. Did he score against Chelsea? Was that was that this season or last season? Cut it on to the left foot. Last Kepa. Yeah, probably was actually. Um, but even that, he's not that player anymore. So, unfortunately, it's time to go. Since he cut his hair, it's all gone wrong, isn't it? You know? um, okay, so he's a sell. Kieran Tierney? No chance. Keep for me. Love him. 25 mil? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable business. 
keep 100% clone him do, do tests on him to yeah, see what he's made of Kieran Tierney at right back yeah that's what we need isn't Type. it yeah Gabriel we've obviously just sung his praises so I'm guessing that's the keep yeah Rob Holden new hairstyle Rob Holden and what's he got now he shaves his head completely Again, has he and I think he may have got uh, you know when when like people that go bold shave their heads but then they have like the tattoo of their hairline alright do you know what I mean by that so do you think he's having treatment I think he's had a, like a, the semi-permanent tattoo on his, on his oh, head oh not a transplant not a transplant no I think he's gone just I'm going to shave it off and be skinhead but well that's what it looked like oh, right. that's what it looked like but either way not really bothered about his hair as a player as a player he's played a lot of games this season um, yeah which is good whether that's for a choice or, or, or what from Arteta, I don't know. I, I like I like Rob Holden. He, he does a job, but I do think he's limited. He's passing out of the back, maybe isn't quite where it should be for, for what Arteta wants to get out of this team. Would I sell? I don't think you'd get that much money for him, even though he's English. Well, that's the other thing. He's a homegrown quota player, isn't he? Is. I, I would probably keep Rob Holding around. I would keep Rob Holding. Um, I think he's undervalued. You know, you think back to that FA Cup final where he bossed Costa. Not many players can do that, certainly at the time. Um, I've read today that apparently he's a real leader in the dressing room, just doesn't stop talking. And I, and I, I see that on the pitch. But would I make him one of my starting centre-backs to try and win a league or, or win a place in the league. I go back to what I said earlier in the season. Would he start for Liverpool or Man City? No, he wouldn't. He would have this season. Well, yeah, for Liverpool. Know. Yeah. Um, so I'd keep him, but I wouldn't necessarily start him. Mm-hmm. Cedric? I would so. Can't get in at right-back, can't play left-back. Was he the water boy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see why you'd say that. However, I'm on the fence with him and I'm inclined to keep him just because of his versatility. I think it depends on who we bring in as our right back because if we've got no European football to play, so we don't need as many players technically because there's less games to play, if we're going to keep Callum Chambers as a right back and if we bring in a new right back two should suffice at left back we've got Kieran Tierney but we definitely need another left back and I don't think he's good enough to play left back if I'm honest a right sided left back doesn't work for me so it depends on, on who we bring in there as to whether he's worth keeping in the squad or not mm-hmm. but based on what we've got at the moment I'd keep him just my choice. Right. Callum Chambers. Um, again, it's just a bit same situation as Cedric, really. I think you keep one or the other as as the someone that fights for the right back spot. Yeah. I mean, Chambers can play centre back as well if mm-hmm. needed. Um, even defensive centre midfield. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And he's a good, he's a good crosser of the ball. Mm. He's technically a lot better than I remember him being. Yeah, yeah, I'd keep him, and I think he's swaying that as a keep then. Yeah. 
And lastly, of current player still with us, Pablo Mari. Steady Eddie. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's not particularly exciting, but he's. I, I rarely see him make many mistakes, though, if I'm honest. Just the one springs to mind, and it was quite a crucial one in the end. First leg against Villarreal. Yes, yeah, yeah. He left his man, didn't he? Was it that one? Yeah. At the back post. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he adds height, doesn't he? And he adds calmness, where Gabriel's fantastic for his aggression. Murray's not an aggressive defender, mm. but he's a, he's a calm defender, and he's another left-sided defender. Um, so I'd keep him, and I think, is that the way you're going? Yeah, I would probably be swayed to keep him yeah. you can't make too many wholesale changes no true David yeah, Luiz is obviously he's a so. very competent squad player yes but nothing like you say nothing more than that yeah yeah agreed uh, David Luiz as you say obviously he's now re- well, not retired but he's left the club so we don't need to worry about that Bukayo Saka no brainer oh yeah no so, brainer um <laughs> Breaking news on Bukayo Saka just scored for England. Has he? Wow. Uh, they won 1 0 and he scored the winning goal. So there you go. Boy, I wonder. Um, Danny Ceballos has obviously gone back to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite obvious Arsenal are not going to keep him, but is that a decision you would have made as well? Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, Martin Odegaard again gone back to Real Madrid on loan now things have changed there slightly because obviously Real Madrid have just appointed Carlo Ancelotti uh, I think he's a big fan of Odegaard or feels yeah. like he has to play him because of you know, the fact he was purchased by the president as opposed to the manager blah 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 if he's available would you have him because there has been this debate of late of I'd get him if we got him for the right price but he's nothing special and I don't think we got to see the best of him personally, just because he was very start-stop with. Yeah, I don't either. Injuries, uh, there, there is a player there, and there's some. He does bring something a little bit different to Emil Smith Rowe. Again, I you know I'm on the fence a little bit with him. I just think we could probably invest in a more productive number ten. Mm-hmm. Someone that can unpick a defence with a pass mm-hmm. a little bit better than he can. Yeah. I, I, I like the guy and I won't be booing, you know, if if we do sign him. But I think if we've got forty million to spend on, on that sort of player, maybe better someone better. Yeah, I'm of the same opinion. If we get him cheap enough, no brainer. If we can get him on another loan, no brainer. Mm. But uh, yeah, you're right. If we're going to spend forty million on him, I don't think he got many assists during his time, and I don't think he scored, did he? Scored against Spurs, and one in Europe, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right on line. So we'll see what comes of that. But my personal opinion is we won't get a, a, a sniff at it anyway. Thomas Party. No rubbish. Just yeah, clarify that's a joke. Definitely keep. <laughs> yeah. With the right partner, he can really excel can. this season. Yeah. Um, Mohamed Elneny? Again, I think, you know, he's. we spoke about him earlier. 
I'd be happy to keep him around. I don't think he commands a massive fee. He's a big personality in the dressing room. All the boys love him, from what I hear. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep him around. Same. Yeah. Same for the same reasons. Emil Smith-Rowe, again, no brainer. He's, he's something different to what we've got in our squad, I think, in that position. In, in as much as creativity, hard work in, you know, just loves to play football. You can see it. He still looks like a kid playing in the park. Um, so definitely keep. Granite Xhaka, such a divisive figure. He's very Marmite. You either love him or hate him. I don't think there's anyone that's on the fence with him. Apart from maybe us two. I don't know. What's your <laughs> view? I think it's probably the right time again to sell he's got his good attributes but he's got a lot more negative ones I think Um, we look better with him in the side but that's only because there's no one else yeah so I think if someone's interested it seems like Roma are quite interested haggling over the fee a little bit I think they could come to some sort of agreement in between that what did we pay for him do you remember 35 million yeah and they're wanting for like 18. I mean, we we really overpaid on a lot of players, haven't we? We have, but as well, you know, he's been here a few years now, so your value does drop when you get older. I think when you get over 30, but he's still only like Is he? 28, something like that, I think, yeah. So. Um, I mean, he should be in his prime, really, shouldn't he? Uh, I mean, we're, he we're not great at selling, so we're yeah. not going to get... Um, what we should for him you know in his uh, I guess in the Italian league where it is a bit slower it's more technical you know he probably would excel there more so than the Premier League he's never had the mobility for me um, to get around the pitch enough in the centre mid spot and he's always been good at passing but this season some of his passing has been sloppy I, th- I think um, so yeah for me if we get get enough money sell all right, and then on to our forwards. Um, so Alex Lacazette, we're at a real crossroads with. He's got a year left on his contract as of July, I think it is. Um, still no talk on whether that's going to get extended or not, but we're at that point of extend it, but we'll probably have to pay him big wages or sell him and get something for him. But he really shone this, this season, I think. It was certainly second half of the season. He played that. I don't know, target man, he wasn't really a target man because he's not tall enough, but that anchor man of, you know, being the link between midfield and attack. He dropped deep and it was kind yeah. of like a, it was almost like a number 10 role to some degree, wasn't it? Where he he, um, he was linking up well, he scored vital goals. I never feel like we've got £52 million pounds worth of striker out of him though. Do you, in the time that he's been at Arsenal? No, I don't, no. Not nearly enough goals. no. Um, but at this moment in time what are you doing? Keeping him or selling him? I would probably sell again. I'm I'm of the same opinion unfortunately. Reluctantly Yeah. but I would because I think if the right offer comes in for him Mm. I'd quite like to see something new in these positions as well. We're not going to move forward as a club as a team if we stick with the same issues yeah 
Granite Shaka, Hector Bellerin, Lacazette. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're three players that we could change and transform the side. And of course, Flobo Logan's just signed a new contract. He must have done that on the promise of some something, game time. Um, so would he be a potential replacement for Lacazette's spot? Maybe, although I still think we need someone more experienced, personally speaking. Um, I, I, I'd be, well, it's not my money, but I'd be frustrated if we spent 250 grand a week on Lacazette in a new contract. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't justified that enough for me. No. He's not one of the Premier League's top strikers. And again, he probably would do well in a Spain or an Italy type league. Maybe even France, you might go about there. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, I would sell him if we can get something else. Willian, I mean, do we even need to discuss that one? Not really. Good. Aubameyang? <laughs> um, well, you've you got to keep. I mean, I'm surprised there's this as many question marks over him as there are but he's not had a good season has he since the curse of the new contract yeah I gotta be honest I think if we had another striker that was banging in goals I'd almost be inclined to sell him I don't think we should sell him now I don't think we should sell him now because we don't have anyone else that can provide the goals the way he does as a striker striker not necessarily as an attacker um, and I think with the right service in the right position he can get goals but I just worry and I think it might happen with Henri as well when they become captain it kind of weighs them down a bit and they they lose 10% of their, their you know themselves they're not free to just be the striker to score the goals Yeah. I know we've not had a creative team this season so any striker would have struggled in our team let's be honest but He's not captain material for me, and I think we should give it to someone else and just let him play. Do you know what I mean by that? There are some players that just feel like it's an anchor that weighs them down. But as it goes with the squad we've got, I'd keep him. Uh, last few, Pepe. Keep. We're definitely seeing the best of him now, aren't we? As you say, he's adapted to the league, and hopefully so, yeah. starting next season will be good. This is a head scratcher. Reese Nelson, what do we do with him? I would sell. Yeah? I would, yeah. He's not getting anywhere near that that side. What's he made? Two sub appearances, so, I think, uh, yeah. in the Premier League this season. I. If a, a, a loan deal, maybe. Yeah, that's where I'm heading. Uh, he needs to play. Yeah. He needs to play. He's not going to play here, I don't think. He needs a loan deal minimum to go and play 90 minutes every week, show what he can do, and maybe then he's got a, an argument to come back and say, look, done it. What, what I can do, yeah. which I think Joe Willock has done and done superbly, and, and he's in with a shout next yeah. season. I'm the same. I, I, I'd be reluctant to sell him just yet because I don't think like he's really been given enough of an opportunity to show that he can't do it at Arsenal. I think he'd do well at one of the promoted clubs like a, a Norwich where they play attacking football, a Brentford where they play attacking football, um, or even somewhere like a Brighton. You yeah. know, could we do a deal with Basuma that we get him slightly cheaper and you can have Reese Nelson on loan or something? So I just think he needs one season to sink or swim. So I'd loan him out. Um, talking to Brighton, Eddie and Ketia, 
there were reports that maybe we were going to be selling him to uh, Brighton and getting Basuma, but obviously we pay a bit of cash as well. I love I love Eddie. You know, he comes on, he he does his bit, but I don't think is that enough. Do we need someone else in the way of if Belogan is is all he's meant to be? You know, just another player that he's got to compete with. Yeah, I think Eddie again. He's a, like Reese should be playing week in week out. Um, I would sell. I think he's got quite a high value. I think these goals that he scored, he's shown that he can score goals. He's the you know England and twenty one highest goal scorer. Yeah, but so was Franny Jeffers. Legend, Arsenal legend, Premier League legend. I'm with you. I'd sell him. He's English, always going to command the fee. I mean, somebody said the other day, how on earth did Liverpool get, was it like 28 million or something for that Rian Brewster? 20 million. 20 million, yeah, from Sheffield United. Eddie Nketiah scored more goals than he has, surely. Yeah. Um, I, I think Eddie's a good player, I just don't think he's going to make it at Arsenal. I've you know, got a lot of love for Eddie because he reminds me of that Fox in the Box, Ian Wright style, though, the poacher. Um, but... Yeah, time time to move on, Ed. I'm afraid, yeah. mate. Uh, and Gabriel Martinelli. Keep. Keep, yeah. Um, really quickly, we've got some players out on loan at the moment that we're going to be returning. William Saliba. We've got to keep. We've got to see what this kid can do. Yeah. Right? Surely. Again, reports today that he's been linked with Marseille. I as saw a that. Sale. Yeah. Um, fucking mad. You know, he's not done anything wrong, has he? So. Well, allegedly. 100% got to keep him. If he's all that he's cracked up to be as well, I mean, we paid a fair bit of money for him, didn't we? 25? We did. 30 mil, something like that. So, definitely got to keep him. Uh, Said Kalasinac. Bye-bye. See ya. Uh, Konstantinos Mavropanos. Despite him having a pretty good season at Stuttgart, I think there's a lot of competition for him at he could command a decent fee from them mm. uh, a lot more than the two million we paid for him so yeah. sometimes you just have to be smart about business because yeah, that's what it is mm-hmm. sometimes I do also feel though that you're right when someone's done well on loan somewhere you've got the chance to take advantage of that situation sell him but also, is there a good player there that we've not got the benefit of and given him the opportunity to play at Arsenal? I don't know. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. I'm more inclined to sell him. But again, it all depends on fee. If we're only going to get five million for him, well, they've made a three million profit and that's not going to change the world for Arsenal. So are we better off keeping him and seeing what he can do for us? I don't know. Last few. Lucas Torreira. Sell. He wants out anyway, doesn't he? He wants out. He's, He's not, not a fan of England. No. Wants to go back to Boca Juniors, but they've not come in with a bid yet. I think he's a good player. I just think if your heart's not in in it, though, for the country, then there's no point in forcing him to stay. No. Sell him. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. We spoke about him earlier. I've got a lot of love for the guy, but I think he's burnt his bridges now Arteta gave him a chance yeah and too sloppy on the ball 
He can be. You know, a bit too lethargic, a bit yeah. too... Doo -doo 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 -doo. You know, it's like... So I'm with you, I'd sell him. And uh, how much was it? Wolves offered 20 mil, was it? 15. 15, I mean, it's starting to look like probably decent money. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think we'd struggle to get that now. Yeah. But again, he's English, homegrown. That's we'll got to count we'll something. I'll come back to Joe Willock in a second. Uh, Matteo Guendouzi. Where did it go wrong? Is that a Brighton game? Yeah. It's, there was another incident, I think, when the, they were away in Dubai or somewhere like that. Yeah. Where he didn't Broke do... Protocol pro, or something, yeah, didn't, didn't, sure. didn't behave himself. Um, yeah, I mean, Arteta's quite strict, isn't he? When, when, when you don't do what he says and when you go against things, especially more than once, that's it, you're out. Mm-hmm. He'd look foolish to bring him back in into the fold. And yeah. And were we overhyping him? I think so. He was young. He was cheap. He had some good performances. And, and we know. didn't have anyone else again. It's like he was the second coming of Patrick Vieira or something. But actually, you know, were, were we overhyping him? And I Again, I'd sell him. I think he's one of those bad apples. He had a bad attitude at PSG and at Lorient, I think he had. Yeah. Um, gone to her for Berlin started pretty well there I think but again I think he's fallen foul of disciplinary there a bit as well so you can't have people like that they just upset the apple cart too much and it's, it becomes infectious doesn't it so there's a lot of sales going on here so we're going to have to buy a lot of players and the, the reason I've left Joe Willett right to the end is I think he could be again right up for debate on what do we do with him so what's your your thoughts you got to the end of the season Newcastle might come in with a decent half decent bid do you take it or do you think this guy scores 7-7 seven seven in the Premier League there's something there I think he's probably the trickiest one to, to sort of pin down an answer to um, he's done very well hasn't he and he's done he scored goals from midfield and it's something we are lacking severely um, on the flip side you've got a lot of money on offer potentially because of the season that he's had so I think it's one that you would keep on the sort of back burner until later in the, the window if you haven't accumulated enough funds from the sales needed they obviously know what they need to bring in to to, to, to buy to yeah. buy etc so I'd like to keep him and, and give him a place in the squad but is, is he well, is he content with that that's the thing yeah I've scored 7-7 seven and seven. I've, I've got used to playing regular Premier League football and you're going to bring me on on the 70th minute and I'll start an FA Cup game as a player he probably won't want that so Arteta would need to be saying he's done amazingly well and I want you to do that for us here because you're going to be starting every every game I can't see that happening. No. So, if we got good money for him, I'd sell him. And also, because he's done so well in the Premier League, Newcastle won't be the only team after him. You know, there'll be some eyebrows raised on, oh, he's done well, maybe he's better than, than we realised he was, and others will be in for him. I could see him being a, you know, an Everton signing or a West Ham signing, and is it good to sell to your rivals? Not really. Whereas Newcastle, 
but you know he's formed a really good relationship with the fans there the team there the issue with Newcastle being the buying club is that they never spend much money although they tend to have one that they go a bit stupid on every now and again so maybe yeah. he could be one if we sold him what are we thinking what do you think he's worth in this this market 30 yeah I think so too at least when you factor in the fact he's English scores goals double figures yeah he actually scored quite a few for Arsenal didn't he in the yeah. Europa League yeah um, but I don't know what it is about him that makes you think he's not good enough to make it and yet we're saying all these positive things about him mm. I, I, no I get that as well I just it, maybe it's that technical ability that he lacks but sometimes you, you don't need that when you can score goals <laughs> and you can get up and down a pitch it's a bit old school isn't it mm. yeah um, maybe uh, the other thing that always springs to mind is Newcastle are you know maybe the sort of team where he's the, the bigger fish in the smaller pond whereas at Arsenal he's a small fish in a bigger pond and uh, people pass to the likes of a Pepe Obama Yang to create and make things happen whereas at Newcastle they've gone there you go Joe do something with this and he'll take a shot he'll have the confidence to take a shot and to score And do, do, you, know, do you know what I mean maybe the playing styles of the two team work better for him with Newcastle than they do with Arsenal so I, yeah I'm inclined to sell provided we invest that money correctly it, at the moment it seems like he's the only one that you can see interest in from other clubs and and see a decent fee for yeah then we might well have to to sell mm. okay well that was fun I think um we're going to have a very thin squad yeah, if yeah. it's down to us. Good job there's no European <laughs> football next well, that, But that is a very valid thing that we need to take into account. You know, We've got a huge wage bill which we need to reduce. We're going to have less games to play than before. Players will want to play football and they wouldn't be fighting for less games. They're all things that you have to take into consideration. I mean, you think the League Cup's over by February. Still leaves a good few months for players that are already going to be playing Cup games. They'll be playing even less, won't they? Um, did you know we play an extra round in it this year because we're not in Europe um, because of where we finished in the league oh god right yeah so yeah starting the second round instead of wow third. first time in about 30 yeah, years yeah. isn't it yeah um, alright well that brings everything to a close I think in, in this uh, long episode but it was good to do a review of the season let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our choices oh, I'm sure they will yeah, I'm sure they will too um and it's been an eventful season. It's the first season that we've completed as uh, Blast from the Arsenal podcast. Thank you for your support. Thanks for downloading Thank your you, interactions yeah, on, on social media. Um, so we may well do some, uh, you know, off-season sort of, you know, episodes to review transfer rumours and, and the like. Um, but thank you very much for, for sticking with us. Uh, and hopefully next season we can have a more positive season to talk about, Diddley. It would be nice, yeah. Uh, so until then. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. Bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.